calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. In line with the Führer's policy of fair treatment for all the prisoners, we are going to provide you with a little entertainment. You are going to have the pleasure of listening to a very popular radio program. Turn on the speaker. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. title best describes you you know what honestly the song that describes me best is the national anthem you know what i think she is gorgeous i think she is an incredibly incredibly attractive person the only thing i am worried about is getting a boner and now why is getting up at six in the morning like a pig's tail why is getting up at six in the a.m like a pig's tail it's twirly Look at her, look at her, look at her. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 11th of April. It's twirly, you guys. Yeah, that was... That was yeah, we heard that. <laughs> it's like a, it's trying it's, to move right on. Big tail. Hey, uh, I need your uh, need your help here, Kevin. Um, Allie is not uh, speaking with me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, will you ask her if there's anything I can do to, uh, to bridge this uh, unfortunate gap? Allie Bean seems to be troubled uh-huh. by the fact that you're not speaking to him, and he would like to know if there's anything he can do on his end. Oh, now he cares about my emotions and my emotional needs. This is the first I'm aware of it, yes. Oh. He didn't, like, text me earlier and go, okay. I really care about Allie's needs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, tell him he can F off. You can F off. Um, tell her I appreciate the offer, but why doesn't she explain to the kids what my alleged crime is, and then we'll see how bad it is. <sighs> Bean says that he uh, will accept your offer. I forget. That was earlier. Okay. Here's the thing. That was 15 seconds ago. Okay. I forgot that. <laughs> I, uh, I have a show that I watch every night, right? It's kind of my thing. Yep. It's what I get super excited about, right? Some would say too excited. Uh, some would say too excited. Mm-hmm. But every night around 6.45, I do a little wind down. I get excited. 7 o'clock, it's time for Jeopardy, right? It's one of my favorite things. Yes. Can't wait. Right now, very exciting time for Jeopardy fans because of James. Oh my God, James the guy, serial killer. James, well, he the he's robot learning, human, yeah, learning how to smile. I see. Um, real exciting time because mm-hmm. could he become the winningest contestant ever in Jeopardy history? I don't know. But when you get this text, oh my God, James lost on Jeopardy. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what time? So I write back in all caps, you better be kidding. It's not on here for almost three hours. You're not watching? Oh, oh, whoops. And then I wrote, I live in L.A. And he wrote, disregard, abort, abort, abort. And I said, there is no way he loses unless he dies during a taping. Mm -hmm. And he just puts a sad face emoji. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he died? I, I 
didn't know for three hours because I also don't go online because I don't want to see any Jeopardy spoilers. Wow, you take this pretty seriously. Yeah, I do. That must have really upset your routine when you got when you got that spoiler text. Says three, three a man hours that early. hates his routine being disrupted. He sure does. And he's <laughs> chuckling like it's funny to him. I mean, what was your what was your tweet last night that I didn't see? For another four hours. Right, because you were staying on social media. Yeah. Uh, it was something like, have you ever accidentally spoiled someone's favorite TV show because you forgot about time zones? I'm asking for a friend named Bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, I love that the first comment under it was, you texted Allie about Jeopardy, didn't you? <laughs> so when you sat down to watch Jeopardy, uh-huh. fully expecting to see James lose... I, well, I still die. wasn't lose or die. I still wasn't because I knew there was no way he was losing. And oh, I, so then that I didn't spoil anything for you at all. You you spoiled it because you thought you were being funny. You thought there was a chance I'd believe it, and I think that's what hurts most. Being it's I'm not mad at you. It's the manipulation. I, I'm disappointed more than the spoil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're saying you didn't even believe that he lost, yet you're still mad that I spoiled the show for you. Yeah, well, there I don't were, think you can I, have it both ways. I will say there were times because he had a great contestant against him, Laura, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, she's really good." At one point, he put it all in and lost it all. He did. Went he back lost, to zero. He lost a daily double, which is so unJames. And a part of me went, "Oh no!" Listen, am I a little too invested? Yes, possibly. Some but, would say, but should friends support something that you love? Yes. I mean, I feel like he was trying to enjoy it with you. Was he? That's yeah, what I that's feel. That's what like. you yeah, got angle. out of this? Uh-huh. That's what I'm going that's for. The Thank angle. you, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So there, at least there were times during watching the show that you thought, oh my God, what if he was telling the truth and he really did lose? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's all Mission I was accomplished. Mission accomplished. Oh, Mission I accomplished. hate you. Yeah, I've blocked you now. <laughs> oh, man. Can we not forget that you said she stays off the internet every day for Jeopardy spoilers? Not, I, I misspoke. <laughs> not every day, but just right now. When it's something big like this, and yes, Tournament of Champions, I didn't want to know what was happening there. Mm. The She's All-Stars. so sad and lonely. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got Jeopardy. <laughs> and I just and I just picture Allie when she says she's winding down. This is her setting up her TV tray and putting her TV dinner in the microwave. <laughs> Taking out her, her teeth. Right. <laughs> Soaking them. Calling all the cats over to the couch. Right? Listen, Kevin, this isn't your dream. And she's, and she's already in her night pants. And she, Kevin's like, Cindy and this. <laughs> and it's kind of the last thing she does before bed is she kisses sweet Alex Trebek on the TV mm. and then goes off to bed. Do, Turns all her ceramic them. penguins to face the TV. <laughs> <laughs> why are they penguins? They're the hell of a life. <laughs> but why? Let's let's talk about this. Why on the uh, TV dinners is the dessert always so hot? <laughs> and not that you're having TV dinners. No, no, no. She's just a, a random question. Yeah, unrelated. <laughs> I think we have just painted a very accurate <laughs> portrait of... The last half hour for Allie before she goes to bed each night. Listen, you know who else does it? Oh, Mel this Brooks. isn't going to help me, but yeah. Mel yeah, 90-plus-year-old Mel Brooks. Yeah, we know. But at least they get takeouts. Like, they go to Cantor's or Arts Deli, and they get sandwiches and soup. You're and just they having watch TV dinner. I'm just doing TV dinner. But really, why is the dessert always so hot? I um, can't. Allie McKay, living the life of a 90-year-old okay. Jewish man. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone sees me. And being trying to spoil it. That's right. Mm. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Abito, shall we? And it's feisty. <laughs> I'm a, I, I almost blocked all of you. 
by the way, yesterday. Really? Almost blocked all of you. What are you oh, talking about? Why? Because I came back from the 1975 show after uh-huh. driving for a while. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I had, I don't know, 60, me- 60 text messages. Group from text. all. Yes. Yeah. Your freaking group text about Bean's goddamn neighbor across the street, lot, whether it's a driveway yeah, listen, or not. A lot now of there's a things. picture. Mm-hmm. A lot of revelations. Yeah. Oh, my God. I literally almost blocked you all. What are you dressed up? Just after six, there was a, uh, there's a, I guess, I guess it's a retrial is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, new evidence. Yeah. But yeah. My, my opinion, and I just need to say it now, there's no such thing as double jeopardy, but I'll do this anyway for you, Bean. Thank like, you. I will Appreciate stand that. up for you. Thank you. That's Who's the Dick from yesterday's show, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so weird, though, to be right again. No. It's, it's, it's like... <laughs> I'm right so much that sometimes like it sneaks up on this you and tamper- you're like, oh, tampering the jury. Man, this is, tamper- is tampering the jury. You get tired of winning, I assume. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Exhausting. So that's coming up this morning. We also have uh, Peeps. What's up? Uh huh. <laughs> that's not like people. That's no. It's just the dessert. It's... There's a little yellow yeah. sugar dessert mm-hmm. and um, pink and blue, and purple. Yeah. Alley Dream Interpreter. Oh. Oh, good. Is that a surprise to you? <laughs> I forgot. Jensen has get up on this like he does on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, people are dumb, which I believe I have entered into the stories of people are dumb. I made the feature. Really? So I'm very excited about that. Wow. Cheers with Beer Mug on the show today. Oh, I can't wait. What are premonitions? How do they happen? How does it work? Are they have real? Are, they, are real they real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to discuss that. My uh, wife told me of a pre- of two premonitions that she had last night that chilled me to the bone. Did they come true? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think how there's something to it. You work? guys. Mm. I th- how does it work? Indeed. All right, we'll talk about that. Uh, we also have Doctor Drew on the show, and we're going to talk to him about farting. Nope. Farty. No, nope, nope. Just let it let it be a surprise. <laughs> farting out of his mouth. Oh, okay. And, okay. All right. It's too early. We've okay. got your tickets for April Foolishness. <laughs> Where am I? I? We're going to do it with knock-knock jokes this morning. Uh, so the Again, tic- farting out of your mouth. Tickets for April Foolishness <laughs> on today's show as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Thursday morning, Allie's here with our first look at what's happening. Do you guys remember about a month ago when I did the story about Dan Reynolds posting about how he was just let down by other artists that seemed to be using Imagine Dragons as a punching bag? Yeah. Um, For some reason, some people got it in their mind that Imagine Dragons was the new Nickelback or something. Yeah. It, just, it seemed very mean-spirited, and it didn't, didn't really hold much water. And it really doesn't work with what Dan Reynolds does as a person with lifting people up and really reaching out to people that are disenfranchised in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So he wrote about how it, it pretty much bums him out. And if he hears from a kid that says, I get make fun, made fun of for listening to Imagine Dragons, that kills him. Like, that hurts him so much. So he had essentially called out uh, Foster the People 1975 and Smashing Pumpkins and was like, we're artists, can't we support each other? And that kind of fell on deaf ears for quite a bit. But yesterday, Mark from Foster the People took to social media to publicly apologize to Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds. Wow. This all goes back to a interview that he did in September with Alt 105.7. And he was asked, what does the band do with music that doesn't make their albums? And he quickly replied, oh, we give it to Imagine Dragons. Kevin, you're laughing. I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's still a good joke. It's, it's, yes, a, good it's joke. a good joke. It is a good joke. <laughs> but uh, yesterday, he took to Twitter 
to write a lovely apology to Dan Reynolds and the rest of the guys in the band. He said, I've been burdened by something that I feel I need to amend. In a passing moment last year, I let some words come out of my mouth that don't reflect who I am or what I stand for. As people with platforms, there comes a responsibility to lead by example. I truly believe that if artists are supportive of each other and stood together united, that we can be a positive healing force in the world. I've always thought of myself as being shoulder to shoulder on that front line, but I think along the way I lost some focus. And then he added, I'm not writing this because someone asked me to. I'm not sending this to my team or label or anybody for their thoughts to approve. This is just me unfiltered saying I was wrong and I'm sorry. Okay, just that sentence wow. alone, I'm I was wrong and I'm sorry is a better apology than ninety nine percent of apologies. Yeah, that you know? was, uh, did he specifically mention Dan Reynolds though? Uh, you know. Or did he just say I said some things last year that I regret? Or did, did he? Or is it so well known that it's not necessary to point out who this? Yeah, is? Yeah, let's uh, go with that last one. I think it's the so fact well uh, that he started it with "This has been on my heart, Dan Reynolds." On Twitter. Oh, he did say Dan Reynolds. Yes. Okay, gotcha. To which Dan Reynolds, and by the way, they are not like tweeting this out. They're putting it on like the memo on their phone, screen capping sure. it and posting that. That's a great place for apologies. Because it because that's where you do it. Yeah. So Dan Reynolds writes back. Can you say that in fewer words? Uh, Is that what you wrote back? He's like, seriously, dude, I, I'm not reading the screen cap. You're Beat a it. New phone. Who this? TLDR. No. He wrote, this means quite a lot to me. I was probably being oversensitive to begin with, to be honest. I've always loved Foster the People's music and will continue to jam to it and try to have less hurt feelings over people's opinions. Nothing but love and support to you and the guys. You didn't have to put together something classy like this, but it's rad you did. Come over here and sit next to me. Do do do. So it's well his song, and he ended it with that. Yeah. But look, they're buddies now. They're doing it. It's nice. Collabo. I don't think they're. <laughs> I don't think I don't, that's no, that's it's sounding to me like flirting. It is just. It's lovely that. It is. Mark from Foster the People even took the time to yeah, do agreed. that and to do it publicly. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I need to work on myself. Maybe there's other people out there reading this that could learn from it as well. So. Way to go. Way to be adults, gentlemen. Impressive. Really well done. Yes. So just waiting on Billy Corgan's response. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll just be like, whatever, I don't even know who any of you are. Be like, um, Sandy Hook was staged. <laughs> it's funny because he went on Alex Jones. <laughs> Guys, Nipsey Hussle's memorial service being held today at Staples Center. BET is going to stream it live, so if you're across the country and you want to watch it, you don't have local channels, you can watch it there. His Celebration of Life is set to begin at 10 a.m. and will end at 12 p.m. And like I mentioned, following the service, a very long processional through South L.A. And then he will be laid to rest at Forest Lawn Cemetery. But if you live locally, you can watch it on KTLA, Fox 11, NBC, ABC. Wow. Didn't say CBS, but if it's CBS too, I mean, because CBS cares. Or in this case, maybe they don't. Let us know, CBS. Now, we I, don't, still don't, I still don't get how they got uh, authorization for 25 miles of funeral procession. It is long. Yeah. It's LA, yo. That's a good point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. Um, Lori Laughlin. What now? Uh, Make it worse? Uh, I saw a report yesterday that said she thought that the judge was bluffing. That's why she didn't take the plea deal. Bluffing? To which I say, 
the caucasity. Like what? How entitled are you that you think that this is a game? It's just it's such insanity to me. But upside for people that were on her show on the Hallmark Channel, When Calls the Heart, they had put it on hold because of the scandal and they said she's no longer at the network. Well, it's been on hold for such a long time because they've been editing the crap out of it. She's now out of it. (laughs) Oh, she's getting uh, Kevin Spacey, Christopher Plummer. Uh, Pretty much. Episodes have reportedly been re-edited in such a manner that removes any appearances by Laughlin. By the way, she was the star of the show. Yeah, it's got to be 14 oh, minutes now. Wow. Yeah. However, highly creative editing and some reshoots with the cast, right. which is great. So they're working again. They're getting paid, and now they're, they've got their show back on the air. But good Lord, they did say an entire episode had to be cut to better accommodate the changes. So do you think like they're just going to be like, oh, no, she fell over a well into water. Might be funny. And drowned. <laughs> sure. Hey, guys, where is Susan? I don't know where she went. <laughs> it's just all very insane. I don't feel like judges bluff much. <laughs> no. Thank you. I don't really need to bluff. It seems like everything she's doing is incorrect. I don't know who her handlers are, who her lawyers are, but they need to tell her, A, just stop going and taking pictures and taking selfies and doing all that with fans. And by fans, who knows? Yeah. And stop signing autographs. Keep your head down. And here, I wrote this apology. Now go out and do it. But instead, she's just like, <laughs> who wants to go shopping? Oh, Judge was bluffing. I'll get out of it. Woo, money, y'all. She should hire Mark Foster to be her attorney. And Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mazaklan. Don't trust Whitey. Mm-hmm. How dare you? I think that's the takeaway. Some birthdays for you guys. Alessandra Ambrosio. She's a supermodel. Yeah. Joss Stone. She's a singer. Jennifer Esposito. She's an actress. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Rock We had an appeal filed on Who's the Dick yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Briefly, for listeners who weren't with us uh, on yesterday morning's program, I, I brought in a case of Who's the Dick where I had parked in front of my neighbor's fence. She does have a sign up that says, no parking, do not block uh, driveway, tow zone. My argument and my okay uh, to park there was that she doesn't have a driveway. She has a fence, and then there's a sidewalk. There's no driveway. She's never used it as a driveway. She doesn't park her car there. I think she just does it because she's a rich, white, entitled Lori Laughlin type person who oh, wants leading, to leading, leading. right? Who Objection. wants? To, I'm just giving you my. I'm giving you my opinion here. What she's trying to do, I think, is carve herself out a free parking space on a public street. We'd all love to have parking in front of our house. We don't own the public street. So that's why I was okay to park there. Now, Kevin, yesterday you were on my side. Jensen, mm-hmm. you were on my side. Yes. Allie had questions mm-hmm. and asked for more evidence. Yes. I sent out some photos that we are now posting on all the Kevin and Bean social media. And apparently now all hell is broken loose yeah. because this is uh, the, apparently the uh, driveway gate is ripping the country apart now. Well, it's not ripping the country apart because uh, Jensen still believes you. Everyone else that saw the picture was like, Oh, that's a driveway. Uh, can I first state I'd mm-hmm. like to be uh, referenced as Mr. Carp? Okay. Yeah, Mr. I can Carp. state it, Jensen, but not going to happen. Objection. Sustained. Oh, all right. Oh, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So, Allie, you saw the photos yeah. yesterday, uh-huh. and it confirmed your worst fear about me that I'm a dick. Oh, no. It um, definitely reinforced my view of you that you are indeed a dick. First off, 
Uh, you were incorrect by saying it's a fence. You picture a fence as something, oh, they just stuck up a, a sign all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. This is a gate on rollers that mm-hmm. opens up in an area big enough to pull not one, but two cars into, which would lead everyone to say, well, then that's a driveway. You park your car right in there. And you said, well, nobody ever ever does. And, did and I said, well, is there a curb? And you said, well, yeah, there's a curb. And I said, okay, well, then that changes things because you're not going to pull up over a curb right. into a driveway. Yeah, there's no curb. Okay. You're looking at a picture that's now a, that we put and, up at and Kevin I, yes. Bean. Yeah, and you can vote on this on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter. I think it's important to mention, as you say there's no curb, yes. that there's no curb anywhere on either side of the street. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's not Bean, like there's a curb and then the curb is, doesn't exist because Bean, it's a driveway. There's right. no curb. Bean, let your lawyer speak for a second. I'm sorry. I apologize. I understand Jeff. this is a lot of stress for you. And I don't, I don't want... That's ha- why you hire a lawyer. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. why. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Mr. Uh, Cochran. Okay. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the lawyer, oh, air quotes, explained that two cars can fit in this driveway. Mm-hmm. May I ask if you own two Mario Karts? <laughs> okay, I'm, how how big is this fence that he said? Well, we're not open for questions. Here's here's okay. here's right. what I would like to. This is what I would like to bring up. You can put a fence anywhere. It's a gate on rollers Again. that rolls open. Again, I, I can place that. Thank you, Judge. There is a distinction, judge, however. Judge, I just need to explain. Excuse me, I'm the judge. not interrupt okay. the judge, right. Mofo. Fine. Fine. Thank you. I let you're her welcome. speak. I let her speak. That's fine. I'll give you a chance, but uh, your your client did call it a fence, and mm-hmm. it, it it is a gate on rollers. Okay. That's so, very different. So what I would like to address is, can you put a gate on rollers anywhere around your house and then say, don't park in front of it? If it opens up into your property to where you can pull cars in, absolutely. But they have never done this. He does not know that for a fact. He does. Does he know that that for a fact? Uh, I do know that for a fact because it's their backyard. Do you think I'm addressing your lawyer? This is a real question. Do you think Bean is someone who doesn't notice anything around his neighbors? Like, for example, a guy who says he works (laughs) for a woman and needs forty (laughs) dollars. This man knows everything that's going around his house. There is no absolutely no way to pretend that she uses this space as a driveway. She has created this rolling fence, whatever you guys want to call it, and then it's a purge- gate. and then purchased, it's a gate. purchased a sign that says no parking. Are we because in a nation it is where her you can driveway. buy Is there a nation where you can buy sign? You know what I'm going to put in front of my house? A parking meter. You know I want what? money paid for anyone near hey, my that's house. That's a great idea. She had to put that sign up for jackasses that didn't realize <laughs> that's my goddamn driveway. That's not there is no no driveway. There is no in in this nation in which mm-hmm. I was raised. I have noticed that when you need to pull into a driveway, there yeah. is a divot almost in the curb so that you could go up into that space that doesn't exist here. My case is closed. You could put a rolling fence anywhere and say this is my legal sign. You're what you're doing is you're mm-hmm. advocating for anarchy. What you're saying is there should be a divot to go up into a drive. It is a flat surface, you jackass. You just Number drive one. your Number car. Number one objection. Right objection. Mister Jackass, okay. please. Okay. <laughs> a, you're you're actually being more elitist than anyone being mm-hmm. by saying there's no way she uses that as a driveway. Guess what? You roll that open. You put a car there. It might not be something you do, Mister Architectural Digest, in your home. But guess what? This woman. <laughs> 
might have a car right in there. Are you poking over a gate? And if you are, I say, ma'am, call me. I will be your lawyer. He is stalking you. Can I? Can I, I, I don't know their personal attacks are necessary. <laughs> can I throw one other thing in here? Yes, details. We're almost out of time here. Details. There, there's a tree growing over the rolling fence. That's how little it's used as a carport. There are branches of a tree. Yes. You don't see the trunk right there. What are you, is it a Flintstones car wash? Uh, why, yes. why would, why are would they, they floating have, in the air? It's branches. You don't have. I go by branches every day pulling into my driveway. Right. You know why? Because I like nature. All right. Now, I got to stop you there, uh, uh, Lawyer McKay. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, did you say Kim Kardashian was going to be second chair for this? <laughs> um, She's still put, at school. We put the photos <laughs> for another the, month. on our Kevin and Bean Instagram and Kevin and Bean Twitter. You can actually see the pictures that we are discussing. You can vote. You can weigh in. I think, uh, I think I'm interested in the public's opinion here. But unfortunately, we're out of time. We've heard both sides. Kevin, we've decided that you are going to rule. You've heard the evidence. You've seen the photos. Is it a driveway? Am I a dick? To me, it comes down to the usage of that area, which all um, evidence would say is not used as a driveway. What's, also, what's the usage though? Also, can he's, he's you ruling. can you reserve a spot on the street for your? The answer is no, man. Okay, you're the incorrect. answer is no. You are incorrect. The bean is not the dick. Bean's Woo! the dick. Bean's the dick, you. and it's a driveway. You're all wrong. And I hate it here. I'm gonna go help my other client, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So Easter is a week from Sunday? I'm just saying, I'm not using my vagina right now. Does that mean it ceases to exist? The argument continues regarding the driveway. (laughs) I thought we already ruled. You're not using your pool. Is it a public pool now? The ruling is over. It's over. Whatever. It's already happened. The listeners are still ruling, though. Yes, they really are. Right. And again, you can still vote on Dickgate at <laughs> Whoa. Instagram. Whoa! I didn't realize that was what the case was. Or Kevin to be Twitter. Okay. Uh, Easter's a week from Sunday, you guys. Yeah. That's when uh, Kanye is going to be bringing his Sunday service to Coachella, for instance, to mm. celebrate. Very exciting. Um, Easter is also the time where peeps make a comeback. Mm. Just like candy corn, oh, peeps are yes. not available year-round. Just like candy corn, thought, it's, it's more of a... Uh, what's that? It's I more thought of a, he was going to say... Peeps make a comeback on Easter just like, oh, and I'm like, don't Lord. do it. <laughs> I wish, I had, it's th- not I wish beyond, I had thought of that. Yeah, right, it's not beyond Just him. like candy corn, it is a beloved uh, sugar treat that yes. is only mm-hmm. available for a limited window every year. Mm-hmm. And it it does seem like there are there are peep enthusiasts, but there are also people, and there was a lot of social media this past weekend with people who just are disgusted by tweets. Like, they hate them. Peeps I don't know yeah. why peeps are so polarizing. Uh, they're pure sugar. Yes, right. go on. Right. And who can complain about that? That's it. Okay. Which, by the way, is also my argument about candy corn. And I'm going to tell you that if you like peeps, I think you should also like candy That's corn. That's a ridiculous no, argument. Let's not, the lump, same. Let's exactly. not lump them you, in together. You can't pick and choose between the two. They're both seasonal treats. And they also mm-hmm. are They're hated by people, so you have to take a stand. Listen to this from the Washington Post. Creative crafting to imaginative artwork. It's like they know that people don't actually even eat these. So why make them in flavors? 
Every year, there are certain signs of spring. The trees start to bloom, there are flowers, cherry blossoms here in Washington, and an entire aisle of peeps. So these tiny marshmallow chicks are an Easter staple, and they kind of exist in the space between food product and craft supply. Correct. That is very correct. <laughs> well, there it's are in a people, nowhere land. There are people who who build like little dioramas and stuff out of peeps, right? They pose them, and sure. put them in costumes, right. and things like that. I don't get it. I just buy them and eat them. I mean, that's mm -hmm. where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, God, they're marshmallows, guys. I mean, don't yeah. you like marshmallows? Here's the thing: I don't love marshmallows, and I enjoy a peep. What? There are people, though, like Stryker, who prefers his peeps stale. So he will open a peep package, wait a couple months, Ooh. and that's when he says they're the best. Um, months? I thought we were going to say days. Why? Same. It's just that's how he prefers his peeps. But he's yeah. never had peanut butter, so what the hell does Stryker do? Right? Oh, we have to write him off just because of that. Okay. More of the Washington Post? First, sure. we're going to try these cotton candy peeps. Definitely tastes like cotton candy. All right. Good. It's a good report. <laughs> good. <laughs> Another for that. Pulitzer for the Post. <laughs> I was on the fence with, with this report, but then they got me. Party cake peeps. It just has a lot of vanilla in it, and the sprinkles are really what makes it a birthday cake flavor. Oh. So here's something kind of different, like a more upscale peep. Doesn't somebody in the Washington Post go to her and go, what are you doing? <laughs> this is the first time I've agreed with Donald Trump. <laughs> What's happening? These peeps delights. These are vanilla dipped in a decadent cream-flavored fudge. All right. I'm not a well, huge white chocolate fair. fan. Oh, you go straight to hell. So I'm not really sure that this white chocolate fudge is really adding anything. It's kind of like having um, a coated marshmallow, basically. So another flavor of Peep's Delight is orange sherbet. Uh, yes, she does say sherbet. Ooh. Um, Lock her up. Her whole report is exactly the same. They could be either... You can either decorate with them or eat them. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what she's really telling us. She's not yeah. telling us anything. She's just saying, "Yes, this is. This tastes like orange." Right. So this is orange sherbet. So let's see what her conclusion is. Okay. Mm. I don't love this artificial orange flavor. Oh no! Everything oh, oh, about oh, it is oh. artificial. <laughs> Did you think that was? <laughs> she wants her organic peeps. Did you think that was going to be straight orange? Yeah. That's I do, absurd. I do know that they're sugared peeps, but doesn't everything else seem like pure chemicals that are holding that thing together? Yeah, like there's nothing natural in a peep, I would right? think peeps are a lot like, you know, how you hear you can leave like a Big Mac or something alone for years and come back mm -hmm. and it's like still okay. Right. Uh -huh. Peeps, when we're dead and gone and there's nuclear waste Thousands everywhere, of years yeah. from now? there will still be peeps standing. I hope And so. one guy, Stryker, eating them. Can I ask you a, a debate question real quick? Yeah. Peeps or Cadbury eggs? Oh, Cadbury eggs Cadbury all day. Eggs. Don't be yeah, we're all agreeing on that. Bean? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, there. Peeps, are, peeps are fine, but they're no chocolate. Right? With nougat. Isn't right. that what's inside? I hope it's inside. It's not yeah. nougat. Would you consider it nougat? I don't know. They're, it's a they're... white cream filling with a little dopple of yellow. And so we're it... making fun of the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Uh, Allie, dream interpreter. Yeah. Let's get into it. Why can't my boobs get bigger? Allie Dream Interpreter. Wow! Don't pull out. Allie Dream Interpreter. Uh, smell it. Allie Dream Interpreter. Come on out, Allie. Suck it. I don't, I don't know.
know what that does for my brand. Um, Your brand. <laughs> uh-huh. By the way, we start. I started doing this because I thought it was funny. At least, actually, pretty good at it. For real. <laughs> yeah, she is. It scares me. It's slightly. Disturbing. Uh, thank you. It's Allie, I, do you I dream a lot a and remember your dreams afterwards? I do. I dream how all the time. You, how are you at uh, at interpreting your own dreams? Oh, no. No. I don't do that. Okay. Um, because I, I, I will self-sabotage in a dream. <laughs> That's the, the gift of being me. All right. So we have two people that want to have you be the dream interpreter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Jensen, and one yes. of them is no left turn. Yeah. <laughs> Which we let drop, by the way. Dave won't make a left turn. Half salad. Oh, Half salad was wow. also a nickname. Yeah. What's going on here? Okay, <laughs> Jensen, go ahead. Uh, okay, so listen. The other day I had a dream that I was at the supermarket. Okay. And doing my normal shopping. Mm-hmm. No, no Danielle. Okay. Danielle called while I was in the market and told me to get something. She was sounded urgent. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you have to get, and then the phone would cut out. And I, okay. I couldn't hear the thing she needed. Was she saying yeah. peeps? <laughs> I, I doubt I it. I doubt it, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then I went outside to go to my car and figured I'd have better service. Right. I looked down and my phone was gone. I was like, this is so odd. Mm. Yeah. Went home, asked her, I go, listen, what did you need? She goes, oh, I needed, uh, I, 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 that irrelevant, didn't even hear it. Okay. It was just whatever. I go back to the market, pick that up, and then I go, you know what? I should start looking for my phone. Mm -hmm. So I start looking in the bushes, find a flip phone, Mm -hmm. and I go, that's weird. Pick up the flip phone, call my number. A man picks up. Mm -hmm. Older man. Definitely Mm -hmm. older man. Mm -hmm. He says, oh, I have your phone. You have mine. And then he starts grilling me like he's an investigator about why I would have his phone and why he has mine. And then I woke up. All right. It's a lot to unpack. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds more like a miniseries than a dream. <laughs> yeah, I've already optioned the rights to it. Uh, it, is, it is pretty much, it's a Lynch movie. But here's the thing. Uh, you're at the grocery store. Yeah. You're getting things you usually get. Yes. You have a pattern. You like things just so. Sure. Danielle calls, somewhat throwing a wrench in the pattern because you feel like you cannot change from your course mm-hmm. and the fact that it keeps dropping is making you crazy because not only do you not want to change from your course you're now not understanding what the course needs to be changed to which is so oh. aggravating to yeah, you true so that's aside you get home doesn't even matter mm-hmm. which is a lesson that you need to learn so wait, Which so is this what? isn't this isn't about grocery shopping at all. That's no, a standard. Of course not. For his what about the guy <laughs> grilling him about his? I'm phone? getting to okay, that. All right. Okay, okay. But what I'm saying is that was the lesson that you were taught in your dream that sometimes things go off course, and even if you're not hearing it, you don't have to because the lesson is there once it's ended. And I worked Beautiful. it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, you worked that, that that out. Okay. The thing with the phone. The older man. Yes. You need to update your phone. I know you just got. <laughs> I know you just got the. the so what you're saying yeah. is the man calling me yes. is the update. He's the update. Oh. So what you need to do is just check your updates mm. and fix it. Okay. okay. Thank well, you. All right. Okay. The second part was a little soft, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he said. It's good to stay current. All right, yeah. Allie, dream interpreter. We present to Dave King of Mexico, okay. who's all had right. a very troubling series of dreams. Mm. Yeah, I have a recurring dream, and there's two themes in in this recurring dream. I'll tell you what the themes are. Yeah, but so in my dream, I am driving. Mm-hmm. So I had three dreams this week where I am driving, mm-hmm. and people are rubbing my feet while you drive. In, well, I'm not driving, but like I'm in a car, mm-hmm. and okay. and we're on a road trip, and people are rubbing my feet. These people mm-hmm. are are real people. Okay. Donald Meaning Trump. People you know when you're real. Oh no, no, Donald oh. Trump. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. rubbing your feet. Yeah. 
Rob Corddry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kevin Ryder. Oh, oh yes. Oh. And oh. DJ Omar Khan. I love feet. Mm. It's, wow, this oh, just so turned into this Mad Libs. Is, That's this weird. has been, and we've been like the dreams have all been different, like in weird mm-hmm. scenarios. But it, it, it all include car rides and them rubbing my feet. Okay, what the hell is that? Question. Yes. Do you like people to rub your feet? I do. Okay. Uh, what what that means? It's That's very, very loud. loud. Too loud. Uh, a little loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you're looking for is comfort. You're looking for comfort from people that maybe you feel have distanced themselves a little bit from you. And by having them in the dream doing something that you find so comforting, it's bringing you closer to them, whether you feel you need it or not. What if we're trying to distance ourselves from him? (laughs) See, that's the thing. He's he's trying to make it so you're not. In his dream, he's like, no, no, no. They aren't distancing themselves. They really do want to be with me. But tell him that we are. Okay, but but they don't. They don't really want to be. The thing with Donald Trump is you're just you're nervous about the state of the world right now and you're thinking, Woke. you know what, maybe things will be fine. And by having the leader of the free world there at your feet, that's also symbolizing that you know what, the world is your oyster. He's there. <laughs> He's there massaging your feet, massaging your worries away, regardless of what you think is him as the leader, your world is going to be fine. I'm still confused. I thought it was because he's a foot perv. Also, <laughs> just to wrap this all up in a neat little bow, yeah. you like dudes rubbing your feet. Yeah. And you just need to bring this out in yourself and maybe talk to Krista and about it's okay. some changes. It's right. okay. Yeah. We support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Kevin. Hook me up. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Right now, it's time for Jensen's Get Up On This. Get up, get on up, 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 on this. A few weeks ago, I did a great news story about a young immigrant child who became a tournament chess champion. Yeah. You guys remember right. that? He even got a grant for chess lessons because his family was homeless at the time, and now he's went on to become pretty much his school's shining light. Now, even though I explained that his parents were currently seeking asylum legally in the United States, I still got one very douchey email being critical about the story, saying it was too political, despite the fact that Republicans and Democrats both support legal immigration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the best case scenario. So this story is for that douche. This week, I'm getting you up on singer Omar Apollo. Omar Apollo. First-generation American was the youngest born to Mexican parents who escaped gang violence in Guadalajara in 1992. Uh, His father opened a restaurant called The Super Taco in South Haven, Indiana, which I assume is not a hotbed for good tacos. (laughs) It was Ali's college nickname. Thank you, Bean. (laughs) Let it sit for a minute. Okay. In 2009, they became U.S. citizens. So this is the ideal situation, guys. Everybody should be happy with that. And now their 21-year-old son is one of my favorite up-and-coming singers and making a living in music. And now he's helping support the family that did everything they could to create a better life for him. This is the American dream. He now lives in Los Angeles, and he released his second EP just yesterday. It's called Friends, and it's inspired by a childhood in which he was raised by Sly and the Family Stone, Vicente Fernandez, and the Beatles, a wide range. Wow. Wow. His parents had a lot of friends. That's, well, (laughs) yes. Which is 
a reason that he uh, became uh, so genre-bending himself, right? You can't really say it's rock or pop or even Latin music. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start by listening to the song Kickback, which is off the brand new EP Friends. This is Omar Apollo. Very good. Homegrown, bilingual at times, R&B, a little bit of pop. You could hear a little Miguel, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Raphael Sadiq. Uh, Until he, the president deports this kid, man, it's going to be great to have him here. Uh, legal. Legal. Here legally. Totally legal. Legalized and American citizens. Yes. Uh, with his very religious parents, you can even hear in a lot of his music sort of a church choir influence in his tracks. He's completely self-taught, both singing and guitar, which is so impressive. He learned chords and how to play tracks on a guitar he got as a gift by watching YouTube tutorials of camp rock songs at 12 years old. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's how Bean learned le- ukulele. Same I way. That's how Bean learned how to do the radio. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, here is another track. This off his first EP. EP, Stereo, which is from last year, 2018. This song is called Erase. Oh, baby, not baby, I'm trying. I can't erase your picture from my head. Oh, maybe it took over my mind. I can't erase your picture from my head. I wish you were so sad I feel what you do I got that for you oh, I shouldn't be so bothered by you Wow. It yeah. is getting steamy in here. Yeah. Wow. People are bone into this music. It's amazing. Just the small clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you dig Omar Apollo as much as I do, you can see him on tour right now in most cities. But in Los Angeles, here at the El Rey, he will be here May 2nd and May 3rd. Go see and support him. Last song, just a small taste of Ashamed from the new EP Friends that came out last night. I just do my best. Oh, to my left. I mean, all right. It's hot. It's hot. It's tight. It's a hit, man, and I like it. I'm going to go get it. That's a keeper right there. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That's just another example of a legally asylumed U.S. citizen not only bringing their business into the United States, but now creating creatively dynamic spawn contributing to society. Write me on that one. Omar Apollo (laughs) is my Get Up On This. Get Up Get On This. Get Up Get On This. Get Up Get On This. Get Up K-Rock. It's time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. A woman nearly died after injecting a fruit smoothie directly into her veins. That is (laughs) not the recommended use of a fruit smoothie. The 51-year-old Chinese woman, known only as Zhang, made a smoothie from 20 different fruits. She then injected herself with the mixture using an IV drip. Zhang. 
Right. Zane said, I thought fresh fruits were very nutritious and it would not do me any harm by injecting them into my body. I had no idea that that would get me into such trouble. Uh, what did it do? What was the reaction from that? She reported feeling itchy and then had a rising temperature mm-hmm. for the rest of the night. Her husband noticed her discomfort, found out about the injection, took her to the hospital. A doctor told local media that the woman had what? Let's play a guessing game. How much damage did this do to the woman's system? I, I, I mean, how do we how do we guess? I yeah, mean, I mean, what, of, what is the guide What's the here? parameter? Yeah. Um, all things that could happen to the human body. Okay. Um, I think she has scurvy. Allie? Mm. I think her organs were about to shut down. Bean? I think she created a uh, blood clot as a result of putting that substance into her veins. She had a severe infection, damage to her liver, kidney, and heart, and was close to dying from multiple organ failure. Oh, Allie for the win. I mean... Was it Could be was it worth stuff. it? Was it a great smoothie? She it doesn't say <laughs> here. It doesn't smoothie. say how the smoothie was. <laughs> she also had a high chance of developing sepsis. Oh no! Doctors were able to cleanse her blood from the More fruit like smoothie. Juice cleanse. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> using dialysis and injected her with clotting agents and antibiotics, and then after five days in intensive care, she was moved to the. Um, she was moved um, to the kidney section of mm-hmm. the hospital where she still remains. Hmm. Do you think she took that, like when people say, oh, injected right into my veins? Like she just took that Seriously? literally. I assume so. Oh, dear. I don't know. Uh, Dang, what are you thinking? Drunk driver tried to mask the smell of alcohol, South Carolina deputies say. Deputies in South Carolina pulled over a man's vehicle Saturday night. The driver had passed the deputy at a high rate of speed and was swerving from one lane to the other. The driver, identified as Efren Mincy Ramirez, was doing what when the deputies approached the car, trying to mask the smell of alcohol? How? Mm. He was dousing himself in gasoline, Kevin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, so. that, that makes my Listerine not as fun. Uh, I'll say he was licking the seat. <laughs> I wish sure it was licking the helps. seat. <laughs> Again... Allie almost spot on. He was spraying Axe body spray into his mouth. Oh, God. The deputy approached, could smell alcohol everywhere. Apparently, there was a 12-pack of beer on the passenger floorboard. 11 of the 12 were open. One of them was between his legs, and 10 of them were empty. Oh. He was arrested for driving under the influence after failing multiple sobriety tests, got back to the police station, took a breathalyzer, and blew a .1. Five. In addition to the Axe body spray, was he also wearing a leather jacket and vaping? Does not say. <laughs> was, he, was he trying to get home to, to play Fortnite? <laughs> Man insists boss's flatch, uh, flatulence was a form of bullying. Mm. A 56-year-old, David Hinkst, is suing former employee at the construction engineering for bullying, accusing his supervisor, Greg Short, who he referred to as Mr. Stinky. <laughs> Of being a serial farter who regularly thrusted his bum at him. Mm. All right. May I just say, may I just say, yes, we all worked with Mike Catherine. Yes, Mm -hmm. we did. We know the pain of this kind of bullying. Hinkst is seeking damages of? Oh, wow. Uh, $3 million. I'm just going to say one. I'm going to say a a cool mill. I'm going to say $1. Mm. Bean's closest. 
seeking damages of $1.28 million. Wow. I wonder how he arrived at that number. <laughs> one for one dollar for every fart. Here's his story. I would be sitting with my face to the wall, and he would come into the room, which was very small and had no windows. He would fart behind me, wave it at me, and walk away. That's assault. Repeatedly. The case got dismissed after an... How long was the trial? Before, You're asking a lot of questions about your own Before feature. it was dismissed, how long was <laughs> this trial? Yes. No, I'm just asking you to guess. Uh, I think it was a three-week trial. Okay. I think it was an hour. Bean? Clearly less than a day. Absolutely. During an 18-day trial. Oh, come on! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Testified that he may have done it once or twice, maybe. But not with the intention of distressment or harassment. Wow. Look, I know a lawyer. Lawyers are trying to just get billable hours. But how do you stretch this out to eighteen hours? Uh, eighteen days, rather. 18 judge days. Judy could have handled this in twenty-two minutes. A judge dismissed the lawsuit after the eighteen-day trial. Hinkst appealed the ruling on Monday. The case was heard by a panel of judges at the Court of Appeals of the Supreme Court of Victoria. <laughs> Their ruling is due Friday. Uh, officers pull over a woman driving a Walmart mobility scooter down a Tennessee highway. Ooh, <laughs> here's that story. Well, a woman has now been charged, accused of leading law enforcement on a slow speed chase on a Walmart scooter. One of those shopping cart mm -hmm. scooters. Uh, Josh set the alert desk with the uh, details of this low speed chase. Yeah, so the 45-year-old woman told officers she took the electric shopping cart so she could go get a cup of coffee. The information from an arrest report just provided to us by Crossville Police. That woman identified as Sally Selby. Crossville Police say she was spotted driving that electric shopping cart along Highway 127. By the way, how fast do those go? Not even one mile per hour? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so I either. Think that fast. <laughs> they're, only, they're only made to go around the store. I mean, literally, the cops could have gotten out of their cars and walked alongside of her and said, stop, what are you yeah. doing? But they didn't. When officers were able to catch up to her and eventually get her to stop, they say she told them she took the cart from Walmart so she could go to Waffle House and get a cup of coffee. Oh, no. Right. Police watched surveillance video from that Walmart and say it showed her take the cart drive it around the parking lot a little bit, then ride off toward Highway 127, eventually stopped and arrested now. Police at this point have not said what charge she faces, and we're waiting on a booking photo from the Cumberland County Jail. Stay with News 2 for an update on that. Nikki? Hopefully we can get some dash cam video of that chase. For sure. I agree. This is, uh, this is why the South is... I need dash cam video of this chase. She does. I need it in my life. <laughs> uh, this is why the South is not going to rise again, you guys. Because Tennessee woman rides to a Waffle House from a Walmart Correct. in a cart. Just to get coffee. She didn't even need food. She just wanted coffee. And finally, I'm in the file. Oh. Last night I was watching Jimmy Kimmel... From, I believe it was the night before or Monday. I don't know. Whenever he started his Avengers night. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I should probably buy some tickets in advance for the Avengers. Right. Because right. it seems like everybody's doing that. Well, we did all advise you to do that the right. morning they went on sale. So I brought in my receipt of uh, four adult tickets uh, for Friday... April 26th at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> Pretty easy to get. Wide open. Wide open. Friday night, April 26th. Were you dead center, perfectly in the middle? Oh, I had great seats. Oh, yeah, sure. You understand the, uh, the significance of that What's date, that? though, Allie, what? right? You get you understand why that's maybe not yeah. a great Friday, time Friday, April 26th? Foolishness. Oh. You just got that? 
I, How many times have we said Friday, April 26th? I thought, honestly, I thought uh, the movie came out this Friday. So oh. I thought you oh, were just I a see. big no, no, idiot. No, no. no, but you're Still, an though, even bigger idiot. I'm a bigger idiot oh, because okay. I actually have been saying uh-huh. Friday, April 26th. Yeah. 250 times in the last month. <laughs> you could probably sell them for like a few hundred bucks on eBay. Right, right. I'm going to make some money on that. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Beer mug. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody feeling? What's the mood down at the down at your, your favorite bar these days? Oh, you know, love is in the air. People are No, not really. Okay. Um, people are sneezing because, you know, pollen is flying. And <laughs> four days, guys. We got to get our taxes in. Mm-hmm. It's that time because the two inevitables of life, death and taxes. Sure. And everybody seems to be kind of upset this year because they seem to believe that they're not going to be getting anything back on their refunds. Well, they've made it uh, much more complicated, too. And I think there have been so many new rules put into effect federally and statewide in California. I think a lot of us just don't know what to expect anymore. So that's why Beer Mug asked the question in this edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What are you, what are you... He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh! Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. Month, have you uh, have you done your taxes yet, or you file for an extension? No, I always do an extension. I end up doing them probably like late September. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You do good work. Yeah. All right, so here's Mugs. What's the bar? This is O'Grady's in Granada Hills, California. What is the first thing you like to spend your tax return on, your tax refund? Vacation. Where? I'm going to Portugal. For how long? 12 days. Where are you staying? What's happening with you? <laughs> That's a good tax return right there. Baby. I'm here with. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. My bell. Oh. That's a great song. What's the first thing you spend your tax refund on? New boobs. Is that your plan or have you already done that in past refunds? I've done past refunds. Too bad it's radio because you can't really see how nice they are. <laughs> I like that one. All right, wait, who is that? Um, what is going on? Was that you? I, I can't remember if that was me or not. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I'll claim that one, yeah. How, okay. Um, how proud of yourself were you with the Michelle Mabel? Because she's never heard that before from the Beatles song, right? I was a little bit proud. Okay. <laughs> Getting less by the second. What's the first thing you do after you get your tax refund? What tax refund? I cry every April 15th. What is the first thing you you are going to do when you get your tax return? I want to spend it in Vegas. What's your favorite thing to do in spending money in Vegas? Probably at the buffet in Bellagio or Wynn. Both good buffets. I've been there. Hey, hey, hey! Ramsey, Ramsey, man! That's the bartender. I want to be a Ramsey, man! Uh. <laughs> Jimmy, 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 check one, two. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Why they want to say it like short? Yeah. Say it like short. Yeah. My court. Jimmy in the house. You're a poor sport. Here we go. What? Hold on a sec. What's happening? That was my uh, mic test. Mm-hmm. And I just 
just started rambling. A little I flair. I think he just had a little flair. That's all. Why are you going to come at that, him like that, Bean? How yeah. much is that lady spending at a buffet, by the way, if that's where she's going with her tax refund? Well, how much food is she eating? Don't do it, Bean. All. <laughs> and yes, the answer to your question is yes. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, 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 check one, two. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 when Jimmy. I remind you, this is Mike Jimmy, test. Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. In the Jimmy. middle of the interview section. While they want to say it like short, yeah. Say it like short, yeah. My court, Jimmy in the house. You're our poor he sport. He should be in the rap battle. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. What's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you do with your tax refund? What do you spend it on? But I get it right back to him because I owe money on taxes. So I get it right back to him again. I get a lot of money back, but I, I, they take it from me anyhow because I still owe from years ago. But, you know, whatever. As long as they pay, they, they do the roads and stuff for my taxes, <laughs> them damn potholes and shit. Of course, they're not doing that with my taxes. They're just taking my money. I should take my refund and go buy a jet boat, but instead I got to go... Wandered. The tax people take it. With my $200 tax refund from both the state and the federal, I'm going to help you buy that jet boat. I would love that jet boat. Right, right. I would love the jet boat. We're going to make that happen for you, babe. Because I'm part of the Aqua Devils, so we need a jet boat. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Hold. Jet Hold. boats are bust. Yeah. And there you go. Okay, real quick. Muggs showed me a picture of that guy. Yes. And he looks like if a pirate moved to Orange County. <laughs> yes. He like ha- he looks like a pirate, but he's wow. sort of wearing like uh, rock rock clothing. Yeah, Jimmy. And how old is Jimmy Muggs? Forty three. <laughs> is that oh a rough looking forty three or like, what? I thought he was seventy. <laughs> At least we know why he drinks. Though. <laughs> a job well done. Thank man. you. He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Allie, what's happening? We've talked about this before, but now there's actually a study about it. We've discussed if we could only have one TV station, one network, or one streaming service, the rest mm. we can never watch a show on again. Mm, that's a tough one. What would it be? There is now a study that looked at 1,700 people in the U.S. They asked that question that we've been debating? Yes. That's amazing. I know. I have a number one and a number two. Uh, let's hear your number wow. one. Uh, number one is without question, I don't even have to think twice about it, it's TCM. 100% Turner Classic. That is don't not know that the I... answer any of the 1,700 people probably said. Correct. Uh, they have thousands of movies, mostly from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the golden age of Hollywood, and I love them and I watch them all the time. But number two would be Netflix because mm-hmm. they just have so much content all the time that's good. Right. TCM, then Netflix are my one and two. How about you, Kev? What's your number one? Fox Sports West. Mm-hmm. But not for the next two months. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Fox Sports West. So you would give up all scripted television. Yes. Just to have sports. Yes, to watch the LA Kings. Yes. Wow. Because that lets a lot of games in a year. Yeah, you do. He also loves the paid advertising that's on from midnight to 4 a.m. Correct. I buy stuff all the time. Love squeegee sponges uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. But you but you never get any kind of veep or anything like that. You give you say goodbye to all those shows. I mean, you have to say by very definition of this, you have to say goodbye to 99% of what you sure. watch. Yeah. I, okay. I think my second place would be Netflix, probably. Right. How about you, Jensen? 
Uh, I mean, just like most of the people in this survey, I'm guessing, Netflix is clearly the most diverse. It has, you know, documentary, comedy, movie, television. It's it's everything in one. That's your number one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I had always said um, my favorite network is FX because I love Atlanta. Better Things. Great shows. American Horror Story, Baskets. I love those shows so very much. But I think that eventually shows always will move to a Netflix oh, or I a see. streamer okay. like that. So maybe you can see it later so anyway? maybe I could see it later anyway. And basically, Jensen's right. 44% of people would keep Netflix if they had to cut back. This shocked me. The next closest network was CBS. Oh, but really? It, it grabbed 29% of the they respondents. They do have the biggest broadcast shows, though. Yeah, but couldn't I mean, you get like a Hulu? Have, like, couldn't you get like a Hulu and watch all of that stuff? Uh, yes, but uh, nearly sixty percent of viewers huh. between the ages of sixteen and thirty-four said they would keep Netflix yeah. over anything else, making okay. it twice as popular as Hulu. And then sixty to eighty-five chose CBS. I think that's it. Right. I think it's it's the old people that yeah. said CBS. <laughs> but the thing that Netflix has going for it is it's everywhere name recognition, everything, a staggering 99% of respondents said they're aware of the service and 80% could accurately describe what it offers. That's staggering. That is staggering. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they're beyond a game changer. They are the 800-pound gorilla. Yeah. And they're they're why broadcast television is terrified right now Mm -hmm. because people are, as you've just proven, much more likely to give up their cable package that has the big four, mm-hmm. then they're Netflix. Yeah. Very eye-opening to me as a network executive. Are you a net... What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're a lawyer. You're a network Thank executive. You. You're doing it all. Thank you. So, Katy Perry might be uh, wanting to move to Las Vegas. Why? Well, she was reportedly seen taking a tour of Caesars. The Coliseum at Caesars, to mm. be exact. She was spotted touring the venue on Friday to, quote, discuss a possible residency. The Coliseum is obviously looking to fill fill that void of Celine Dion, who wrapped up a legendary 16-year stint at the Caesars Palace venue. Right? 16 years. But we've talked about it. What a life. If you can do weekends in Vegas, fly out there, make a ton of money, Mm -hmm. fly back, live your life. Yeah. Do you guys Not remember bad. Do you guys remember when the the Vegas residency was like the death toll of your yep. career? Yeah, you're like it's over. Yeah, that was it. Oh that no, was it. He's, that's the end for yeah, him. Right. That's it. Now yeah. now you it's it's, it's like a dream. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's everything you want. Oh, I can stop touring. I could just do this a few times a month. Yeah. Amazing. So and now you see bands like Aerosmith doing it. Right. Yeah. And Blink and Cardi B and yep. Unbelievable. I don't know. You know when uh, it's interesting you talk about the flying out there when uh, when Barry Manilow has had numerous residencies in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He never spent a night in Las Vegas. He flew from his home in Palm Springs to Las Vegas, which is like 50 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Uh, limo to the show, did the show, limoed back to the plane, was back home within 45 minutes of getting off stage. Just lived in his own house in his own neighborhood and just commuted to Vegas every night. That's why you're such a fan of right? I'm just saying, that's that's the life. Yeah. So into that, right? Because you don't even have to live in Las Vegas. No. No. <laughs> 
Did you read that on your uh, Barry Manilow blog that you also write for? <laughs> no, I get the Fan Low newsletter, though. Ah, sure, of course. I'm going to just, I'm gonna just keep it a bean. <laughs> oh, you guys, uh, it was a, a rough end to the Lakers season. You think? Um, they lost, and then the whole magic. Hey, I'm quitting. Not going to tell my boss, though. Here's a weird press conference, and I look wacko. Um, it's almost like it just they got more bizarre. Because after the game... Um, Here's what a man named Dave McMenamin, a reporter from ESPN, said. He wrote this alongside of a photo. Perfect, appropriate cap to a truly bizarre day in Lakerland. Adam Levine celebrating his 40th birthday with an 11 p.m. pickup game on the Staples Center courts. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Isn't that crazy? What the So hell? it's a month after his 40th birthday, but he decided to take pals over to Staples Center Game's over, everyone moves out, and they had a pickup game right there on Do the they court. have an announcer? Let's give some love to Maroon 5. They tried to get that guy. Mm-hmm. Too expensive. Right? Yeah. Shocking. Some birthdays for you guys. Jennifer Esposito, Josh Stone, and Alessandra Ambrosio. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. I always ask this question every year when we do it, even though I didn't ask it yesterday in the meeting. Why do we do knock-knock jokes, you guys? People love knock-knock jokes, But Kevin. they're terrible. They're not terrible. They're Most of the time, they're awful. Sometimes they're great. Not very often. We're just looking. We're panning for gold here, my friend. I That's see. all we're okay. doing. Talking about uh, Kevin Bean's 11th annual April Foolishness coming up on April 26th at the Microsoft Theater. A full complement of comedy all night long. Plus, we just uh, started uh, rehearsals, really, for the Kevin Bean rap battle yesterday. Mm-hmm. We started the process, and that is going to play out on the stage that night. Two men enter, one man leaves, you guys. Yeah, I think someone dies. Big deal. So yep. 1-800-520-1067. If you want to be there to see all the action, you can call us right now. Uh, this game is Knock Knock Jokes, yes, but it's called the School of Hard Knock Knocks. School of Hard Knock Knocks. Who's there? It's April Foolishness, and it's a funny show. So tell a knock knock joke and make sure you don't blow. It's super easy now, now that you know. But if you don't know, here's a little demo. Knock Knock. Who's there? Radio. Radio who? Radio or not, here I come. <laughs> and that's how it's done. School of Hard Knock Knocks. Who's there? School of Hard Knock Knocks. Who's there? School of Hard Knock Knocks. Who's there? School of Hard Knock Knocks. Knocks. First of all, Omar 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. And second of all, who's our first contestant? Because uh, everybody's going to get a chance to tell their knock-knock joke, and then we'll either do a drawing if we don't have a clear favorite, or we'll just pick someone to win the tickets. Do you we buy have, them, by the way, at AXS.com. Sorry, do we have a designated who's there person? I think you do it I think with Allie joy. does it. All right. Anthony in La Mirada, hi. Hi, good morning. We're looking for <laughs> knock-knock jokes. <laughs> And we're happy about it. Don't let let the bad man discourage you here because we love (laughs) knock-knock jokes and we're eager to hear yours. I love them. I've been doing this one since high school. Okay. Okay. Who's there? Let him say it first. Don't sabotage the... Okay, Okay. sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. Knock-knock. Who's there? Anita. Anita who? Anita Shower. Why have you hung on to that one since high school? School I'm going to go back to you for a review, please. 
Well, that's not the only example so we far. have on the line. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that's representative of all knockdowns. It sounds jokes. like Anthony was very popular in high school. Sure does. <laughs> Let's go to Allison in Azusa. Good morning, Allison. D- don't you only tell that joke if you don't know any other knock-knock jokes? <laughs> I'm sorry, so Allison. Judgy. Right? Good morning. Hello? Okay, I've been Hi. doing this one since elementary school. Yes! Okay. All right. Knock-knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo-hoo. Don't cry, it's just me. ハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハッハ
I do like uh, that you explained it, though. <laughs> I do, too. I'm fine to, I'm fine to, uh, to award Jeff, by the way. You are. He's I am. So I'm fine to award Jeff. I think, it's the, I think it's the best we're going to do. Jensen Alley, yes. Sure. I mean, sure. Woohoo! Our, uh, yeah. our listeners have challenged you guys, and I'm sorry to have to say that out loud, <laughs> but I think you've just proven it. <laughs> Jeff, we want you to join us on Friday, April 26th at Microsoft Theater for the uh, Kevin Bean 11th Annual April Foolishness. You in? Oh, I am totally in. I can't wait for the rap battle. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for playing the School of Hard Knock Knocks. School of Hard Knock Knocks. Who's there? School of Hard Knock Knocks. Knocks. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Kevin brought something up off the air yesterday about premonitions, which I don't know is a topic that we've ever talked about, or at least it's been a number of years. How did, how did it even come up yesterday? What made you think of that camping incident yesterday? I Kevin? don't remember. I, I don't. I think I saw something about premonition online someplace, and then I well, just also, remembered. Technically, Allie's been killing off people on our radio show. That's true. Yeah, so I think that, that, might has have been been our, that may have been yeah. our entry. So, uh, so I thought about the time I was in high school, and I was working at Challenge Wilderness Camp in Colorado, and it was sort of between sessions. And that was for challenged students? <laughs> no, no, it was an no, extremely for- difficult backpacking, like, two-week trip. <laughs> okay. so I, but I was working there over the oh, summer. Oh, it's for challenge counselors? No. So I was working there over the summer, and it was in between groups. Mm-hmm. And so we were just setting up tents, and we were camping, and it started to become incredibly windy. And we had a little opening where we had our tent put up. And we had our uh, truck and trailer over on that side. We put everything up. It started getting stronger and stronger. And I don't know why I started to feel this way. And this that's my question is how does this happen? Mm-hmm. So I started to feel like I really uh, need to move my tent. Yeah. Now, then I started questioning, like, okay, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that? kept feeling it. I really, I should move the tent. I should move the tent. And then finally, I was just like, all right, if I'll shut up in my head, I'll move the tent. So we moved the tent and we put the trailer where the tent was. During the night, a gigantic tree fell and broke the trailer in half. Whoa. Which would have killed me. Whoa. Now, how does, was that just total luck? Well, how does that was, work? Because it was so windy, I have to ask if you looked around to the tree situation and thought, man, these trees might be coming down. Where do I want to be? We were surrounded do? by, it was a circle of a little landing circle, mm-hmm. and then it was just surrounded by trees. There was so no anywhere place, near those trees. Yeah. Would have been so what you're saying is you moved it to a place that was still in danger. Yes. But that's mm-hmm. not where the tree fell, it fell on. Right. The tent. Your so, premonition was just to move it, not move it away from trees. Right. Is that a premonition? Yeah, was it completely yes. total luck? What, no. How does that work? I believe. What was telling me to move the tent? I believe that there's energy and stuff like that where you would feel. You do. Yeah, I do. I don't think that it's like so obvious that you, you know, like your grandparents are reaching down and being like this tree. <laughs> like, but, but I do think you could get like an energy feeling from something bad. I agree. I, I don't, don't know how. That. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know whether I believe that or not. I just know that moving the tent saved my life. Tell the tree I, that, bro. Right? I don't believe that, Jensen, but I also will put this in the same category as people have ghost, quote-unquote, evidence. I don't know that it's – I don't think it's a ghost, but I also don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Up in the Like, air. in other words, something's at play here. I don't think it's – an energy that Kevin has tapped well, into with nature. I will give you my story. The one time in college, 
a bunch of friends were like, let's go to Vegas. I went to USC, so it's just a drive away, and a bunch of guys got in a car. Yeah, you were on the crew team, your mom said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was Photoshopped in. And so and so we're driving, and I get we get about four or five blocks away, and they go, we're going to get gas. They pull over. And in my mind, I imagined the car getting in an accident on the freeway. Like, it was vivid. I imagined it. I saw us all injured, someone dead. Like, I was like, and I turned to everyone. I was like, I just had a really bad feeling about the drive. Would you guys be weirded out if I didn't go on the trip? And they were like, no, that's fine. And I got out of the car and took a taxi back to the house, and they left. And they had the best time ever. Uh, they literally had as good a story. No, they had the best trip of their lives. Uh, it, they, it was incredible, and I missed it. But I was wrong. You're an so you, so you really thought that premonition yeah. was something real. I, I even called my mom. I was like on the way home. I was like, Mom, I had this terror. She's like, you know what? That was a good, good for you. Good for you. And but then, I didn't believe it. No. And uh-huh. it turned out saved my life. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It was crazy. Like yeah. I was yelling at my own self thinking, what's wrong with you? Don't move the tent. We're going to uh, take your, your calls on this if you've got premonition stories at 1-800-520-1067. I was talking to my wife about this last night. Really? I'm sorry. My wife. My wife. Um... Two things. One is she had a very similar story to Jensen's about she envisioned, in this case, it was me getting on a plane to go somewhere for work, and she was convinced the plane would crash. To the point where, I mean, as I was getting ready to leave, she was crying. She was practically <sighs> hanging on to me going, don't go. I'm telling you, it was so realistic. You're, this plane is going to go down. Something bad is going to happen. You cannot go. Landed safely and on time. She called her and go, <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> That was, you know, I don't know, I don't know how something like that gets in somebody's head, but thank God she was wrong about that. But having said that, I'm not throwing her under the bus here because she did wake up a few years ago and felt like somebody was sitting on her chest and she knew that it was her father having a heart attack. Whoa. Okay. And out of nowhere, with no previous heart problems, she woke up and said, oh my God, my dad is having a heart attack. And within three minutes... The phone rang, and it was her brother saying, Dad just had a heart attack. Holy crap. He's on his way to the hospital right now. And that came out of, the, out of nowhere. I can't believe she gave him a heart attack. Right? No, no, that's not what happened. Oh, Jeez, but I she hope she doesn't knew, think anything about us. But she knew about it, and she felt it. And that is the definition of a premonition that yeah. comes true. Mm-hmm. And I cannot explain how that happened. And I'll also say, just as a PS, that when he was very ill and in hospice at the end... She also woke up knowing the minute that he died. She could tell. She said it just felt like something just released from her body when he died. Kind of voodoo does your wife practice? She woke up and said, my dad's gone. This is scary. And again, the phone rings two minutes later, and it's the people calling from the thing saying your dad just passed away. So that's a weird connection that she had with her father. She was murdered. No, no murder. New York City actually murdered. No, no one was murdered, murdered. Roddy. So 1-800-520-1067 is the number for premonitions. Allie, you're a ghost lady. Uh Do you not have any premonitions? I do. I have a ton, but you're all going to say it's crazy. But um, It's crazy. One one that goes along with Donna's is I was driving. I was working in uh, Utah at the time, and I was driving from my house in Park City down the mountain. Uh, to wherever my live shot was in Salt Lake. And at about 7.14 on the East Coast, so it was 5.17 in the morning in Utah, I went, oh, my Nana just passed. Definitely, she just died. I just felt it. I knew it. She hadn't really been sick, but I was just like, oh, Nana's gone. 
My parents don't call me all day anything. Nanny, your grandma? Huh? Who's Nana? Your grandma? My grandmother. Okay. So I thought, okay, my parents will call if anything happens. So I wrote it off, whatever. I get home later that day and I called my parents and they said, we didn't want to um, tell you this because we didn't want you to leave work, whatever. But Nana passed away this morning. And I said, was it about like 7.15-ish? And my dad goes, yeah, it was exactly like 7.15. That's freaky. And they're just like, what is wrong with you, you creep? <laughs> so anyway, that was just one of many things. That's Now let I me mean, ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Do we have those feelings all the time and it doesn't come true and we just sort of pay attention to the ones that do? I, I think that's probably true as well. How many times had your Nana died in your mind previous to that? None. Oh, yeah. same thing with Donna and her dad was heart attack, too. Mm-hmm. She'd never even thought about him having a heart and attack. And I don't yeah. remember. I'm not a premonition guy either. So yeah. before that happened in the forest, I didn't ever have premonitions. Yeah. Let's take one call before the break at 1-800-520-1067. Give me some Glendale line, two. Let's say hi to Tamara. She's up first on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Tamara. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Premonitions. What's up? Yeah. So I, I am pretty sensitive, and I do have um, premonitions about, you know, minor minor things but this one was pretty major so um i had a a really really old bucket car like from the early 80s and this was like in 95 and i had this weird feeling as i was driving from um, anaheim to glendale which is quite a distance that my car was just going to explode i mean i just it was just such a weird awful like unsettling feeling So about halfway there, I stopped off at my girlfriend's house and I told her, you know, I just don't, I feel weird. Like, is it okay if I borrow your car just to make me feel better? And and, And you you can drive mine? Can you drive mine? (laughs) Yes. I was like, well, she didn't really drive. Her car was just sitting there. So, um, you know, and I knew she had this car that she didn't use. So she was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, whatever. So I left my car there and I took her, her car um, from like the Southgate area. And then I continued driving to Glendale and, um, like on the 134, you know, connecting from the two, my, her car blew up. Whose car? Her Your girlfriend's car, car? My girlfriend's car. What? You... My girlfriend's what? car blew up on the freeway and there was black smoke coming in through the vents, coming in. You know, it was just, it was coming from the hood, coming into my windows, which were open. I couldn't see anything. Did you die? And <laughs> I did not. Did you I call did her not. and she was laughing? <laughs> you took my I, car. I'm the premonition. I'm the premonition talking to you right now. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, everything was fine. Um, fortunately, even though I couldn't see, I prayed to God that people behind me were seeing what was happening and were kind of letting me over. So very slowly, I got over to the shoulder and she was like, after I told her, I'm like, girl, I, your car blew up. And she was like, oh, shoot. You know what? My dad had told me that I had to put oil in it, and I've been oh. forgetting. Well, my bigger question, though, Tamara, is if you're taking the five, at what time do you want to merge over into the carpool lane? You really got detailed. By the way, your friend, well, must, yeah. your friend must have been furious that you borrowed her car, and an hour later it blew up, right? Well, I mean, it's still on you. No, because but when Tamara he said wasn't. it blew up, she said his dad told her to. <laughs> Put oil in it because it was, wow. Yeah, well, the thing was she didn't drive, and her dad just gave her that car, and she didn't have a license, so it was just sitting there. But when her dad gave it to her, he told her it's probably going to need a little bit of oil. So that was probably like eight months earlier. Are you positive that her dad wasn't trying to kill you? 
Or his daughter. Yeah. Or his daughter, daughter right. Yeah. All right, way. Tamara, thank you for the call. Glad you're okay. All right, so premonitions, you guys. This is a little creepy. I got a little little goosebumps happening right now. How about you guys? How's it working? How does that uh, work? Yeah, I don't know. 1-800-520-1067. Your call's next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys, last night I had a premonition that we were going to do knock-knock jokes today, and they were going to suck. I wish you would have told us. You're right again. Uh, speaking of premonitions, we'll take one call before Blink-182. This is going to be our friend Ryan. He's in Huntington Beach. Welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? What was your premonition? Oh, so my premonition was I was at a rave. I know, I know. Okay. So I was at a rave. I was dancing it up, and all of a sudden, something just told me I need to go home, and I need to go home now. So I tell my my buddies that were with me, I was like, hey, dude, my car's leaving. Either come with me or stay. I don't know what to tell you. And we're in San Bernardino. I live in Huntington Beach. And so I just jump in my car. My buddies roll with me. I get to my house. I call for my dog. No dog. I'm like, what the heck? Turn the lights on. He ended up going through the front window and landed on the uh, patio. Oh, no. Um, oh, he, no. Yeah, his, his back leg was almost cut completely off. Okay, and, so uh, wait, Ryan, when you were at the rave, did you think uh, I have a problem with my dog, or just you had a bad feeling? Just, I just needed, something said to go home. That's all, I, hmm. I like heard go home. Aww. And I don't know why, but... Did your dog end up being okay? Yeah, my dog was was fine, saved his leg. I even got pulled over by the cops when I got the dog because I put cruise control on my car for 109 miles an hour. <laughs> I flew the 24-hour bet, and the cop would light, lit me up, and I didn't pull over until I got and my wow. buddy. I said, it's very important. When you get out of the car, make sure he sees the dog because if not, we're getting shot. And boom, we jumped out. He shows he, My buddy has a dog. Cop puts his gun down. He's like, next time, pull over. I'll take you. I'm like, this is a, this is a terrible story. I mean, if I mean, this right all now. ends with him getting out of the vet and the dog gets shot, by the way, this is a no. that's a, that no, a dog's terrible. Good. The dog's good, right? But I do give credit to Ryan because if you if you well, I'm saying if you have a bad feeling at a rave, it's probably the ecstasy. So <laughs> right. it's, it's good for him. You would have thought so, but it wasn't. Hmm. Well, good for that's you, and I'm glad your dog was okay, and we appreciate your call. And it sounds like you're on something now. <laughs> Let's talk to Tina. She's in Pasadena on line three. We're talking about premonitions. Kevin started us off by talking about an, a, a camping trip that he went on where he had a, a feeling that he needed to move his tent. I didn't know why, and I was annoyed by it a lot. What right. an idiot. You're stupid. Stop thinking yeah, that You're way. doing twice the work right. by moving the tent you've already put up. But it's a good thing he did because in the night, a tree fell down right where the tent would have been had he left it there. And it would have killed him. Would have been great for the rest of us. Not so good for How Kevin. So we're talking you, about sir. premonitions. Let's see what Tina's got to say. We appreciate you calling and holding on. You're on the air. Hey, Tina. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. When I met my ex-fiance, the first time I met him and shook his hand, the first thing I thought was he's going to die by the time he's 30, right after he turns 30. Okay. Now, do you and think these kinds of thoughts a lot? Sometimes when I touch people, I can know when they're going to die. <gasps> Tina, oh, I want you to touch me. No. What it's if she not says everybody. Like this? It's very random. Okay. I don't like knowing this. It's not something that you want to know. And I knew it. And I just thought, oh, I'm just crazy because I saw the whole thing happen in my head. Did you tell? Did you tell him? Dance. Did you tell him? No. Okay. I never told him. So flash forward five years later. When you killed him. And he, uh, no. I had blood <laughs> all over my hands. And I, and I took him off the knife in his back. And I said, look, I didn't want to do this, but I had a premonition that it was going to happen. You're 29. I got to get it done. Let's start the cover-up. How, how old was your ex-fiancé at the time that you met him? 
At the time I met him, he was 25, and I was 27. Right, okay, so, so wow. why, a serious question, if you really believed that he was going to die within the next five years, how, why did you end up getting engaged to him? I didn't believe it. Life insurance? I thought I was crazy. I thought I was completely crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm not, this is not going to happen. So after mm-hmm. that, I didn't think about it. Flash forward five years later, we broke up, and he moved to Denver, Colorado. And he was not there for longer than a month when I started seeing him having flashes of him in a coffin. Wow. I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, and I kept thinking, why is that? Why am I having this? And then he turned 30, and then um, Thanksgiving rolled around. And the day before Thanksgiving, I told him, don't go anywhere. I just, I just have a, don't go anywhere. Please stay home tonight. Don't go anywhere. Just, you know. Who is that, honey? Oh, that's crazy Tina. She called me to say, don't go anywhere. (laughs) That's my ex. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like, oh, no. I was just, I was thinking, tonight's the night. Tonight. So I go out, and I'll, the whole night I'm uneasy, and I'm sitting at Silver with my friend. Please get to the part where he dies. Back, oh, okay. What'd you get at, at uh, Sizzler? I get home. <laughs> I come home after going out, and my light is flashing, and there's a message, and it's from Denver General. And so he called us immediately. Then his brother said, Tina, call us. So I called him, and he said, Ray was hit by a car crossing the street, and he didn't make it. Fatality. Wow, and you willed it. You made it happen. Were Tina. you driving the I car? Not. The power of your brain killed that man because you were brokenhearted. For years, for years, she would call him and remind him, "Don't." I I saw you in a coffin. Don't go out tonight. And then and then he died because she literally killed him. He kept changing his phone number. He moved to another state. He's like, "How can I get away from this nut job?" It's like, and her stories go on for so long. Oh, and then eventually, the best thing that ever happened is he was put out of his misery because he couldn't take her telling. A story. You're the worst. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. Dr. Drew agreed to come on to talk about this topic. Dr. Drew is loves us He's and loves best. our topics. He takes the absolute them best. Very seriously. Hey Doc. Hey, hey Doc. I hate your topics that you asked me to address. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just came in just right after our topics. Do you love them? I, I love you and I'll take your topics. I'll okay. Take thank okay. you very much. Thank you. We saw this story this week. It was all over the internet. Gas can leak out of your mouth if you hold it in. And it seems like it's based on actual research that you shouldn't try to stop your farts from coming out because they might somehow get absorbed somehow into your circulation and come out your mouth. And we just thought that was too gross and too weird to be true. Do you believe it, doctor? Well, let's just say it doesn't it doesn't pass the sniff test. Ah, <laughs> have you, uh, you even stayed away from the word smell. <laughs> have you ever smelled someone's mouth smell like a fart or methane gas? Uh, I mean, there's bad breath, but that is that is anaerobic bacteria that's produced in the back of your tongue. A fart smell is methane produced by bacteria in your gut. So what happens if you hold it in too long, Dr. Drew? Where does it go? It it can absorb. There can be some absorption of it. It can sort of, but then it gets incorporated into other molecules. It's not as though it comes out as a gas. This is what people get. Doctor Drew, we read this on the internet. For God's sake, did you miss that part? My mom shared this on Facebook. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I get it has to be true. It has to be. Right. But people get very have very strange ideas about what happens to things once they get absorbed into our bloodstream. Believe me, there's not a connection between your colon 
and you're well there is a connection between your colon and your mouth frankly so. we're just one giant we're just one giant tube right but things don't get that back up through the small intestine they can't that they is don't not sexy there, so. we're just no. one giant yeah. tube <laughs> um look i don't know what you call yours ali but that's what dr drew calls his so you're saying that regardless of how many prestigious websites and articles uh, we saw, saw on the internet on this that you're, you're saying the science does not hold up that you cannot fart out of your mouth if you hold it in I'm saying the notion is flawed. I'm saying that okay. the gas can reabsorb to some degree, but it's not as though it comes out of your mouth in the same form it was reabsorbed. All right. Okay. That is that is thing one. And I, I know you're thinking, oh, I dodged that bullet. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Thank God I can get off the phone and go back to my real life. But here's thing two. The Daily Mail posted an article this week about a, a, apparently a thing that is happening called pegasms. There are people who cl- there are women who claim that they are achieving orgasm by urinating after holding it in. Releasing the urine at that point when your bladder is overfilled is said to cause cause shivers from the spine to the head. It's a bizarre new sex trend. Could there be anything to this, Doctor Drew? Well, let's just first say that when things want to come out of your body, you need to let them come out, whether it's a sneeze or urine or a fart, whatever it might be. Wherever you are, just agree. let it go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, generally, let's agree those things need to come out. So I'm okay. not advocating holding your urine. You can get urinary tract infections. It can be a real problem. Uh, you, you, you can have issues. But... This is not a new phenomenon. This has been well known for a long time. Okay. Yeah, we used to talk about it. We used to talk about it on Loveline all the time. Really? And there's sort of two, two, two aspects to it. One, one, because people would call in and say, this happened to me. And we go, they, they were sort of freaked out. They thought they were broken. Uh, and there's another pheno- phenomenon that for some women, if they hold urine, they can in- intensify their orgasm. But that usually doesn't upset people. And again, not good for you. More, okay. more towards urine infection that way. But... But in terms of the pegasm thing, those tend to be women that are already highly orgasmic, like mm. they're sort of prone to multiple orgasms anyway. And this is just another sort of way of activating and sort of um, chief morning radio, uh, <laughs> influencing that part of your body. Okay. Or as but, I like to call those women, lucky as hell, right? He's <laughs> with me. But Except what? I'll tell you what, it's, it's when you talk to those women, they're very disdainful of other women who have difficulty with orgasm because they can't understand what your problem is because it's so easy for them. Well, tell them to and shut up. Really, right? Stop I bullying. Do. I do. I do. But, I doctor, um, help, help, help me out with, with the, the human body aspect of this. What does the bladder have to do with whatever the part of a, uh, of a woman's body produces orgasms? Because I don't really believe women have orgasms, so I just I'm just put it out there because <laughs> most people do. You yeah, know, from okay. experience, right. right. But uh, what does the bladder have to do with this? What does it press against? I, I understand you've never seen one in real life. <laughs> right, but, uh-huh. um, exactly. In, in nature. Uh, but essentially, first of all, you're constricting the muscles there, which is some people need that as a sort of a pre- precursor to orgasm, some women. Uh, also, there's in a lymph- as, you, as you increase the pressure down on the bladder, um, there's increasing arousal. Men wake up in the morning with arousal, right? So some of that is a spinal reflex, and some of that is blood and lymphatic um, sort of engorgement, let's say. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, but yeah why yeah. does the pee come in? Because you're the, the, holding the in the pee, you're constricting think, your walls oh, down there, if there you know you what go. I'm saying. Think, just think, of, think of what happens to you. <laughs> think about morning and men. Morning and men, sure, right? Right. Yeah, I pull vault out of bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. 
This is the worst day. <laughs> All right, so you're saying farting out of the mouth is a no. Pegasm is possible. It happens with people, but you don't recommend it. That's the takeaway. I don't recommend it, and if you if it happens to you, you're not broken. Okay, fair enough. See, this is why we go to Dr. Drew. Who else could possibly give us this good advice, right? <laughs> DrDrew.com uh, is where you want to go for all the great <laughs> he podcasts. He lets can't fart out of our mouth. <laughs> including the Dr. Drew podcast, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, and the new Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura, which is great. The current episode of Andy Dick is well worth your time. <laughs> Dr. Drew, come on. Passing out. The uh, uh, radio show is 790KBC from noon till 3, and the Heal app on App Store or Google Play. See a doctor now in the comfort of your home. Thank you so much, Doc, for the time. Have a great week. We'll do it next Thursday. And always just so proud after I leave you. Right. Should be. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. All right, Allie is here with our final look at what's happening here on a Thursday morning. Well, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Nipsey Hussle's memorial service set to begin in about 20 minutes from now at the Staples Center. You can stream it live on KTLA, Fox 11, NBC, ABC, BET, it will be from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Following the service, there's a processional through South L.A., and he will be laid to rest at Forest Lawn Cemetery. So far, uh, we know Stevie Wonder's performing. Anthony Hamilton is performing. There will be tributes um, given by his longtime girlfriend, Lauren London, Snoop Dogg, and radio personality, Big Boy. So that's who we have already. Oh, and Louis Farrakhan is going to speak. Oh. <laughs> Hey, can I ask a dumb question? Yep. Um, and I mean no disrespect because Stevie Wonder is a, a legend and he's deserving of all praise. Mm-hmm. Does he know whose funerals he does? Because it seems like they trot him out for like every single funeral. And I just wonder if he even knows where he's at. Uh, Nipsey Hussle actually has a song where he said, um, when I die, have Stevie perform at Whoa. my funeral. Whoa. Yeah. Talk about a premonition. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't answer your question. No, I would assume he does. But yes, I absolutely he think he knows. Guys, if, he I, guys okay. if I die, please have Smash Mouth perform my funeral. <laughs> oh okay. my God! I hope Jensen dies. <laughs> because I mean, to, to be completely honest, Stevie could be playing my backyard barbecue. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know. know the difference, mm-hmm. right? He no, know he'd play difference. your neighbors because he'd go through that uh, rolling gate. Oh, where they don't have a driveway. Real gate. Just saying. Already been established. This is Gate Gate, by the way. You guys. I am so excited for season nine of American Horror Story already, and it won't premiere until the fall on FX. But Ryan Murphy revealed on his Instagram a teaser for American Horror Story 1984, and it looks like a complete throwback to slasher movies from the 80s. It looks amazing. A teaser. I'm already like, hey, can't wait. It's just a, a woman just running through the woods, finally gets into her home, leans back against the door with that heaving like, oh, I made it. And then a knife comes through the door. Ooh. I don't think this part. No. Is this part of it? That, that song wasn't used in the teaser. However... Billy Eilish's. Hold on, it's not, they're not done yet. Okay. It's <laughs> a pretty long one, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, Billy Eilish is six feet under. Uh, oh. Okay. Six feet under from Billy Eilish was used in the teaser. Poor woman's being tortured. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> well, it's good. a scary show, you guys. Pretty cool, you guys. Hey, Jensen, mm-hmm. you uh, doing anything fun this weekend? 
Uh, this weekend, I'm going on a bit of a baby moon. Yeah. You got any cool plans other than pinball machines? You going to see any shows? Uh, well... Danielle and I are going to see the Backstreet Boys live in Vegas. Yes! I part of our baby support moon. it, and I don't <laughs> hate it. Yeah, it's going to be very fun. Which brings me to this story. The Backstreet Boys, um, of course, are doing a lot of things. They're embarking on their DNA world tour soon. But they're also reminiscing on almost 26 years of being together. That's all happening at the Grammy Museum's Backstreet Boys, the experience right here in L.A. It's going to be a fan exposition featuring a band's mementos, childhood photographs, wardrobe awards, music video memorabilia. We're also going to see uh, Brian Littrell's high school diploma, some school trophies. Sounds like someone. Wow. Sounds mail. like someone has a bit of a complex. Wow. And even <laughs> AJ's baby outfit that he wore when he was taken home from the hospital. Oh, come on. Stop it. This is President Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Presidential Museum. It's the Backstreet Boys. Come on. The museum. Hey, they just had a number one album this year and a Grammy nomination. Right? right. But does that mean we need to see Brian Littrell's baby clothes? No, or it's AJ's. AJ's. Whoever. We're seeing Brian's high school diploma. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> some school you think I didn't graduate high school? Go check out the Grammy Museum. That'll show you. Uh, how, how long have uh, baby moons uh, been a thing? That's relatively recent, right? Here's the thing. We never would have done it, but everyone from doctors down is like, are like, please make sure you go somewhere right before you're going to regret if you don't. I really? mean, really, it was like we weren't going to do it. and then. But the thing that I... I enjoy is a lot of people go on a baby moon to somewhere super relaxing. Yeah. Maybe they get a couple's massage. They eat great food. They go to Ojai, whatever. You're going to Las Vegas. I yeah. do love that. What well, she happening? Danielle made a point of saying like she doesn't want to go somewhere and just be rela- like doesn't want to sit in the room. Wants uh-huh. to get out and do the things we're not going to be able to do. Uh, once so she's going to be playing crap like yeah, at 3 a.m. Right. Gambling yeah. and Just dancing, Come on, shaking, Come shaking on. that ass Come on, till 4 a.m. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> dancing around. It's very interesting. Yeah. I kind of I kind of respect it. What's your level of interest in seeing the Backstreet Boys in concert, Jensen? Not high. Like, I don't know much about It's more of a wife them. thing, right? No, no, not really. It's actually kind of, I, I'm, I've been talking to them about doing something, and this is good research for me, and then Danielle had been friends with them since the 90s, so mm-hmm. it's a good little mixture and something funny to do. And fun. So... You're going to make her go to the pinball museum. Yes. And she makes you go to this. Well, I mean, she didn't really, at yeah. all. I, this is more of a work thing to go see them perform. But we are going to the Neon Museum, I believe, too. Oh, that sounds oh awesome. Yeah. You are the worst. Right? Yeah, no, I'm the best. A pinball museum and a neon museum. You're a yeah. monster Jensen, how did she allow you to put it in her? Uh, I mean, number one, that's rude to say. And probably illegal. Probably an FCC violation. <laughs> two. Oh. Uh, no, she got away with it. Uh, two, I, we're lovely. We're lovely people. <laughs> we're lovely. <laughs> we're lovely. We, we hang out. Uh-huh. We have great times. We, we have hobbies. Right. That's all. But we're going to gamble too and eat buffets. All right. A lot of buffets. A lot of buffets. Yeah. 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 What's your game? What do you play? I like, I enjoy blackjack. Mm-hmm. I enjoy roulette. Oh. I enjoy craps. Really? I enjoy... Uh... Does she enjoy gambling? Yes, very okay. much so. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. All right, it's looking up. Yeah, Trips we're doing it, up. guys. We're going to have a great okay. time. All right. My my first memory is I just love the buffets in Las Vegas. I love the flan. It, ta- it has a lot of sugar. It, it, and it tastes less fattening because it's, Euro- because it's European dessert. And, and then I just like some of the syrup 
flan syrup. Okay. Okay, Dota. Thank you. Thank you. Good tip. Do you really? try that, Jensen? Or? I will follow anything yeah. Dota says. It's right. a real deep dive of flan. Right call there. now. No, don't call now. No. You guys, if you're unsure about someone, who do you have kind of gauge that person? Do you have a certain friend that is kind of really perceptive about people? Like you're like, I'm not sure about this I guy. Think best do you case wanna... scenario, yeah. Your friend. Yeah. Okay. What about your dog? I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. I, if my dog hates somebody, get yes, out of my house. Right? Same. Yeah. My, I'm just saying, my old dog, Bailey, uh, knew some stuff. So researchers from Japan have found that dogs are extremely sensitive to social signals from humans, which yeah. means they quickly stop trusting those who they behave, huh? who they believe behave negatively towards their loved ones or their well, owners. I, I, well, I, I don't, don't for, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. No, no, no. They're saying that if they sense something about a person that could possibly be bad about their owner or loved one, they will react negatively to that person. It's not about the person. dog. It's about protecting the owner? Essentially, yes. Because okay. if my yeah. dog is, like, super, like, cuddling up with someone, I'm like, oh, that's a good person. But if, if someone walks in and they're like this... <laughs> Right. I, I will never trust that person. Understandable. Yeah. I shouldn't bring this up. Mm-hmm. I had a dog who I'm pretty sure was racist. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I do remember this. I do. Santa's little helper. Yep. I don't know why. I mean, she never had a bad experience with an African-American person, but she freaked out every time she saw one. And in a in a fairly violent way, like she was always on a leash. So, I mean, she never attacked anyone or bit anybody or anything like that. But I mean, do you was, know her full history, though? Yes. You well, do. I mean, I mean, yeah, I adopted her, you know, free to good home from a farm, from and a, so I had her from the member. T- <laughs> no, I had her from the time she was a she was a puppy, but we would be out walking and it would be do 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 everything was fine. She scanning the scenery and everything was fine. And then one black dude shows up and she would freak out and mm. I have no idea why. Is it because you would tense up? No, I don't you think so. Racist? No, I wasn't racist, <laughs> oh, and I don't okay. think my dog is racist. You either, just said your dog was. I racist. I said I'm afraid she might have been. I hope she wasn't. Uh, part of this study it sounds is racist. Scientists also conclude the way their owner reacts to people oh. is directly <laughs> correlated to oh. the way their dog. Does. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, even like when she was just in the passenger side of the car, we were driving someplace. If we passed, I, I a think black we've dude established that your dog you that? was a problem. You see that? You see how white people do? It mm-hmm. made me very. Uncomfortable. Sure. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. For good reason. Right. Yeah. Is it the dog or the people, Bean? No. <laughs> Dogs. Okay, Santa's little helper checking. was the problem. The people didn't do anything dog wrong. Dog had to learn from somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> like I said, I shouldn't have brought it up. Every time at like a stoplight, they'd hit the lock door if they saw a black person nearby. <laughs> dog is such a racist, such dude. Such a racist. I always hate move her, your dog. She'd always move her purse to her other shoulder, too, yeah. if black guy crossed Across the path. The okay, see, yeah. your dog would bark at a specific race of people. Yeah. We should have people That's... who have racist animals oh, yeah. call in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens. Just Bean swears and has always sworn that this dog hated African-American people. That's, uh, that's I, crazy. I, I, I don't know that it hated, well. but, was, but it, it prompted a reaction in her where she would start to bark and pull, and it seemed like she needed to get to that person. Call now. One, no, 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 not no, call no, now. No, not no, call no, now. No. But uh, honestly, I can honestly say, I don't think there's any reason to think that I taught her how to do that. Robert. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I do think... I don't know. I, I feel like I've read before that sometimes pets just don't understand race or anything like that. Is that so, right? Yeah. So like, I would think that so this is a are thing? dogs colorblind, though? 
I should they so. be? Li- I that, and I mean, literally colorblind. Oh, you don't mean like, like no, not they're woke, I don't like see color. F those people. No, no, I'm talking about aren't dogs colorblind? Oh, see, I don't. I, I don't think know they are. It's just their owners aren't. <laughs> And she also had a... Because i got to say this. I just Googled, are dogs colorblind? But six results down that popped up on Google was, are dogs racist? What? Yeah. We should take calls from people who have racist dogs. Dogs She also came home... Came home one day with a little swastika card to do her fur. (laughs) And I thought, that's that's too far. (laughs) By the way, dogs not colorblind. They see more than just black, white, and gray. Oh, is that right? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. The canine color consists mostly. Uh, the field can, consists mostly of yellows, blues, and violets. So I guess. So maybe he, maybe she just hates yellow people, or violet people. We don't You're know. Not helping. I don't think this is helping. Okay. How do we get uh, on this topic? Right. No, no, <laughs> not tomorrow. Not it's still yet. only Thursday. So. How did we get on this topic? <laughs> we had, your your dog is a good. Um, oh, barometer people. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 My right. dog had a very faulty radar. Unless your dog was taught that. Right. <laughs> you're t- oh, it's your really, yeah. it's more think, nature versus nurture that's than what anything. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so grossed out right now by your racist dog being. Well, she's dead, so you well, win. A little, we all win. A little burning cross on the doghouse. Seriously. <laughs> 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 he's delighted because he, he wishes it happened. Because it did happen. That's why he's delighted. How did Jensen guess that? Happy birthday to Joss Stone, Jennifer Esposito, and Alessandra Ambrosio, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour. It's happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, we have your tickets for April Foolishness. Um, we're going to catch up on Game of Thrones. Mm. So oh, that's good. good before it comes that should be easy. Fast. Back on Sunday, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, black guy just walked by the studio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Allie. And that picture of the black hole was bogus, right? No, it was Who's a scientific me? marvel. Was it? It's one of the most incredible things that's ever happened in the history it? of science. Yes, it is. Kevin, it is. Kevin has some doubts. I mean, it wasn't even in focus. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a lot. I could have recreated that picture in my bedroom. That's what I'm saying. Just holding up a flashlight from one side of the room. Agreed. All right, we'll discuss tomorrow. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 